Hello and welcome to the Good Old Days of Radio Show. This is John Tefteller, your host. It's December, it's Christmas season, and so we are digging into the vault, uh, into Jack Benny's vault, actually. We're digging into Jack Benny's vault for two Jack Benny shows related to the Christmas season. We're going to do two today instead of the traditional one, because we do like to break our own rules every once in a while and play more than one show on this podcast. And we're doing it for a particular reason, because... The two shows that you're going to hear were originally broadcast back-to-back, one week after the other, back then. So it only makes sense to play them back-to-back now and not make you wait a week between those two shows. So we're going back to uh, December 8th, 1946, and December 15th, 1946. And we'll do one first. I'll make a few comments, and then we'll do the follow-up show from the following week. And you'll get to hear two for the price of one today, which is zero. So, anyway, okay. Here's December 8th, 1946, the Jack Benny Program. The Jack Benny Program. Quality of product is essential to continuing success. In a cigarette, it's the tobacco that counts, and... L-S-M-F-T. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Yes, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. It takes fine tobacco to make a fine cigarette. And year after year, at market after market... Independent tobacco experts, men who spend their lives buying, selling, and handling tobacco, can see the makers of Lucky Strike consistently select and buy that fine, that light, that naturally mild tobacco. Fine, light, naturally mild tobacco. Yes, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. And this fine Lucky Strike tobacco means real deep-down smoking enjoyment for you. So smoke that smoke of fine tobacco, Lucky Strike. So round, so firm, so fully packed. So free and easy on the draw. At 50, American. The Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day, and yours truly, Don Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, Christmas will soon be with us, and millions of people are rushing around making hasty last-minute purchases. So let's go back to last Monday and look in on a local department store in Beverly Hills. Have you made up your mind yet, mister? Well, well, I don't know. That was Monday. We now bring you up to Wednesday. Same store. Now, look, mister, you've examined them both very carefully. Haven't you made up your mind yet? Gee, I... I don't know which one I want. That was Wednesday. We now bring you up to Saturday. Same store. Gosh, I... I wish you hadn't shown me both of them. Let me see that first one again, will you? Look, mister, I got a wife and five kids. I haven't been home in a week. Now make up your mind, will you? Gosh, I... I can't decide... This one looks nicer, but the the other seems to be more durable. Oh, Jack, for heaven's sake, shoelaces are shoelaces. (laughs) Mary, when you're buying a gift for somebody, you don't rush into things. Now, let's see. If I take the... Oh, pardon me. Hello? Yes? 
Oh, thanks. Thanks for telling me. Goodbye. Gee, it's so hard. Look, to... mister, I want to go home. I got six kids now. <laughs> Congratulations. A new baby. Do you mind if I buy something for the little fellow? No. No, why don't you buy him a razor? <laughs> a razor? Yeah, by the time you pick it out, he'll be old enough to use it. <laughs> hmm. That's an old joke. It was new when we came in here. <laughs> well, look, mister, I'll take these shoelaces, the, the shorter ones. Well, thank heavens. Now, do you want the metal tips or the plastic tips? Here we go again. I'll take the plastic ones. The metal ones rust. You're right, Jack. But, of course, you know the plastic ones crack. Oh. Well, then, wait a minute. Uh, let me see. If that phone rings again, I'm going to punch you right in the nose. <laughs> all right, all right. Give me the metal one. Yes, sir. I'll pick them up later. I'm opening a charge account. <laughs> uh, come on, Mary. Mary, you have my Christmas list, haven't you? Yes, here it is. Uh, what does it say? It says, uh, Dear Jackie boy, I couldn't meet you last night because a customer spilled a chocolate soda all over my uniform, so I have... The list is on the other side. <laughs> Give it to me. Uh, wait a minute, Jack. Who's Josephine? The little blonde car hop at Simon's Drive-In. She used to work at the Glendale branch, but they promoted her to Beverly Hills. Gee, I, I hope that chocolate soda incident doesn't send her back to Glendale. <laughs> you know, she's very pretty, Mary. The drive-in uses her picture in all their newspaper ads. Oh, yes, I remember. She was Miss Cheeseburger of 1945. <laughs> yeah. She'd have made it this year, too, but her mustard was on crooked. <laughs> just goes to show you, fate, a little thing like that. Let me see that list, Mary. Here. Can I help you, young man? Help me? Yes. You've been standing in front of this counter for ten minutes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm confused. Well, that's understandable. You're confused because it's Christmas time. You've got the Christmas spirit. You're doing your Christmas shopping, and you're looking at so many different things. Well, that explains why I'm confused in December. What about the other months? <laughs> Well, I wouldn't know about that. I'm a coal miner by trade. I'm just doing this to help pay the fine. Oh, well, gee, I'd like to get something for my parents. Oh, your mother and father, eh? Yeah, how did you know? <laughs> I, uh, I just figured it out. Oh, I know. I think I'll get my mother a new corset. Well, don't you think she, she should come down and pick out her own corset? Oh, Mother hasn't left the house for three days. Is she sick? No, the string broke on her old one and she can't get through the door. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Yeah. We were spending a quiet evening at home when... Boing! Oh, my goodness. Was anybody hurt? No, but my father got pinned to the wall. <laughs> anyway, wrap me up that size 44 corset and I'll take it with me. Yes, sir. 
<laughs> now, let's see, uh, let's see that list again, Mary. Oh, yes, a dozen blades for Phil, some handkerchiefs for Rochester, some little toy for Dennis. You told me at Ciro's last night you were going to buy Dennis a grand piano. Last night, I had four glasses of Muscatel. <laughs> I'm all right now, so where's the toy department? Oh, wait a minute, Jack. What about your producer, Robert Ballin? Oh, yes, I don't know what to get him. Oh, Jack, look, why don't you get him one of those new canvas golf bags? Yeah, he'd love that. And it's only $15. Oh. Yeah, I just happen to think he, he doesn't play golf. Well, why don't you give him a nice cocktail shaker? Say, say, that sounds good. And it's only $12.50. Hmm. I just happen to remember he doesn't drink either. Uh, what else can I buy him? A knife and fork. Let's see you get out of that. <laughs> Stop, will you? I'll think of something. Now, let's see. Hi, Jack. Long time no see. Huh? What? Oh, oh, hello. Come on, Mary. Uh, who is that? Oh, he's a racetrack tout I used to see at Santa Anita. You remember we ran into him at the Union Station last year? Oh, yes. Say, Mary, I want to get a watch for my sponsor. I wonder where the jewelry department is. Well, there's a floor walker. Ask him. Oh, yes. Oh, floor walker? Floor walker. Yes. Uh, can you tell me where the jewelry department is? Yes, but you'll hate yourself in the morning. Look, I didn't ask for any wisecracks. You either give me a civil answer or I'll report you. Now, where is the jewelry department? It's on the third floor. Thanks. Like fun it is. <laughs> Never mind, I'll find it myself. Hmm. It's a fine store to do business with. You walked in here, Lotus Blossom. Nobody dragged you. Oh, quiet. Come on, Mary. We'll find it. <laughs> Mary, let's go upstairs and get that watch for my sponsor. We'll take one of these elevators. Well, number five is just about to go up. Yeah, let's hurry. Hey, uh, Jack. Hey, Jack. Huh? Oh. Oh, it's you again. Yeah. Come here a minute. What is it? Where are you going? Upstairs. Which elevator are you taking? Uh, number five. Uh-uh. <laughs> what? Take number three. It'll beat five to the top by two and a half floors. But, but number five is about to go up. I know, I know, but she's carrying too much weight. Well, I don't know. What do you think about number one? Uh-uh, local. Can't go the distance. Oh, well, what about number two? Slow starter. Well, it really doesn't make any difference. I'm only Christmas shopping. Okay, it's your money. I wonder where he gets his information. Jack, are we going up or not? So far, all you bought is a pair of shoelaces. Well, at least the... Say, Mary, I was thinking. Maybe you were right about those plastic tips. I think they're better than the metal ones. I'll go back and change them. Oh, Jack. Come on, I'm going to change those shoelaces. Pardon me, miss. Uh, would you mind waiting on me, please? Why, yes, sir. What can I do for you all? Well, well honey, child. 
Where y'all from? Alabama. You know, that's down south. Well, corn my pone and mint my julep. Shake hands with a fella rebel. Oh, are you from the south, too? Am I from the south? Just run your hands through my hair and feel those bowl weevils. Well, I declare. Say, wait a minute. Your voice is awful familiar. Haven't I heard it before? Well, I show you have, babe. I'm Phil Harris, the Texas Toscanini. Well, imagine that. Just wait till I tell the other girls that I waited on Phil Harris. Now, what would you like to buy? Well, sugar, I don't know. How would y'all like to see something nice in lingerie? Now, honey, <laughs> you know you shouldn't throw me a line like that. <laughs> So cute. Yeah, everybody notices it. Uh, you know, Mr. Hatch, you're so much different than I pictured you to be. On the radio, you're such a braggart. You sound so conceited. I know, but it ain't really like that, honey. But Benny's writers always write me that way. His writers? Yeah, every time they get a hold of a beautiful hunk of man, they make him conceited. <laughs> now, look, let's see what I can get for my wife. Oh, I know. Give me one of them negligees there. Yes, shall I wrap it as a gift? Yeah, and fix the package so she can't peek into it. You know, seal it over with some of that there scotch and soda tape. <laughs> I'll have it wrapped up for you in just a minute. But look, Mr. Plastic Tips and Metal Tips, what difference does it make? Well, it's a gift, and I want it to be right. But those other shoelaces are more expensive. I don't care. I'll take them anyway. When he buys shoelaces, money is no object. <laughs> That's right. Give me the expensive one. All right, all right. You're not hurting me. I work on commission. <laughs> Just wrap them and I'll pick them up later. Come on, Mary. Uh, Jack, I want to stop them at the lingerie counter. <laughs> I like this shade, miss. I'll take this pair of two-thread hose. You're wrong, lady. This hose is three-thread. Oh, no, it's two-thread. I beg your pardon, but it's three-thread. Listen, sister, don't argue with me. Not so long ago, I was standing right where you are. <laughs> That's Selma, Mary. Well, hello, Mr. Benny. <laughs> I see the Yule time is catching up with you. Oh, hello, Mr. Kitzel. Are you doing your Christmas shopping? <laughs> the things I am buying for my little daughter, I am buying, uh, you should excuse the expression, a piggy bank. <laughs> And my little boy is at the age where he is going in for sports, but I don't know what to get him. Well, why don't you buy him a badminton set? Yeah, I'll pay a little more and I'll get him a good minton set. <laughs> what? Christmas. Christmas only comes once a year. I guess you're right. But I'm having trouble finding what my wife wants. What's that? A mishmashel. A what? A mishmashel. Oh, no, you mean a mix master. That's right, a mix master. <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll find one in the appliance department. Uh, thank you. Well, goodbye, Mr. Kitzel. Goodbye. Mary, uh, Mary, while you're buying the stockings, I'll go over to the toy department and get something for Dennis. All right, Jack, I'll see you later. Well, there you are, Mr. Wilson. How does that shoe feel? Oh, it fits perfectly. I'll take that pair. That's fine. And would you like some extra shoelaces? No, I always get a pair for Christmas. 
Well, that must keep you excited. Yes, I never know whether I'm going to get plastic tips or metal tips. Oh. Well, I'll have these shoes wrapped for you in just a minute, Mr. Wilson. Fine. Oh, hello, Don. Well, how are you, Jack? Doing your Christmas shopping? Yeah, I was just going over to the toy department. I just came from there, and I bought you the most novel thing you've ever seen in your life. For me? Yes. In fact, I'm not even going to wait till Christmas. I'm going to show it to you right now. Well, what is it? Look. But, Don, that's nothing but a set of toy wooden soldiers. That's not for me. Just watch what happens when I wind them up. But, Don... Don, it was nice of you to think. Don, I don't want that. It's to wind them up again. Never mind, Don. I don't want to, but it was a nice thought anyway. See you later. Uh, don't bother wrapping them as a gift. Here you are. Thank you. Oh, hello, Dennis. Hello, Miss Livingston. Gee, am I tired. I just walk up to the sixth floor and back. Walk? Why didn't you take the elevator? Well, I was going to take elevator number three, but some man came over and told me it was scratched. <laughs> Jack, what are you doing here in the music department? Oh, I was just going to buy some records. Here's a swell one, Mary. You want to hear it? Yes, put it on. Okay. Me to the one I 
Mary, I was looking for you. Where have you been? Oh, I was just talking to Dennis. Oh. Now, let me look at that list again, will you? Here you are. Gee, I still have to get a present for my old girl, Gladys Abisko. <laughs> I don't know what to get her. Do you think she'd like a lipstick? I don't know. She got lips. <laughs> Don't, don't be so happy. I, I think uh, I think I'll buy her a bottle of uh, I think I'll buy her a bottle of perfume. Let's see what else. Oh yes, I'll have to send something to Fred Allen. Fred Allen, I didn't know you and Fred exchanged gifts. Oh sure. This year I'd like to get him something he needs. I wonder what department sells plasma. Oh, well, come on. I'll get the perfume first. I think it's right over there. Oh, but... look, oh, look. There's Jack Benny. Hello. <laughs> what, what's that? May I have your autograph, Mr. Benny? My autograph? Yes, it will make me so very happy. Yes, indeed, my baby, happy. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be glad to. There you are. Oh, thank you very much, Mr. Benny. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> who, who was that guy, anyway? What's the difference as long as he's happy? <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the perfume counter. What? Here's the perfume counter. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, uh, pardon me, sir. Uh, I'd like to buy some perfume. Okay, mister. What kind of perfume would you like? <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. What's popular right now? Well, here's something that's not too strong, yet leaves a trail of broken hearts. <laughs> oh. It's called... Avec Trage Tambuku, my Cherie Trey Bean. What, uh, what does that mean in English? Condensation of steam that's been forced through a motorman's glove. <laughs> Gee, they go to so much trouble. No, no, I don't think I'd like that. Well, here's some other perfume called Essence of Smog. Well, I don't know. Mary, do you think I ought to take a bottle of this? Duh, certainly. Uh, how much is it, mister? This is 25 bucks an ounce, and the other one I showed you is 30 bucks. Well, haven't you anything a little more reasonable? Yeah. I even have some perfume for 25 cents an ounce. 25 cents an ounce. What kind of a bottle does that come in? It don't come in no bottle. We keep it on tap. <laughs> On tap. I bet they serve pretzels with it. Well, I don't think I'll take any. By the way, mister, how come they put a fellow like you behind the perfume counter? Oh, my regular job is in a delicatessen department slicing Limburger cheese. <laughs> Limburger cheese? Yeah. Once a month, they send me here to neutralize me. <laughs> No. Uh, come on, Mary. Uh, I'll get the perfume later. Let's go home, huh? I'm, 
I'm tired. Well, don't forget to stop at the notions counter to pick up the shoelaces you bought, the ones with the plastic tips. The shoelaces? Mm -hmm. I bet... Hey, wait a minute. Did I get the plastic tips? Sure, you went back and changed them. Oh, yeah. You know, Mary, now that I think about it... Jack! Yes, Mary, I might as well get what I want, and I'd rather have the metal tips. Come on. Oh, look, there's Rochester buying some neckties. Yeah, and that floor walker's waiting on him. Let's sneak up behind him. I think this tie is beautiful. It's very unusual. Yeah, but I don't think my boss would like it. It isn't his style. I see. What type of man is your boss? Well, he's medium tall, medium weight, and rather conservative. You mean he's conservative in appearance? It goes deeper than that. <laughs> At least he's subtle. Quiet, I want to hear this. Now, here's a nice tie. Maybe he'd like this one. Yeah, that's a pretty thing. How much is it? It's only $3.50. How much? $3.50. Too bad he would have liked that one. <laughs> oh, fine. Well, if you don't want to spend quite so much, here's a nice tie for 89 cents. Well, that's close to what I have in mind and wallet. Of course, it might be a little too plain for your boss. Is he a young man? No. Is he middle-aged? No. Is he elderly? Wrap it up! <laughs> Rochester Van Jones. I know you didn't. Don't be buying me any 89-cent ties. You keep out of this. I'm working on commission. <laughs> well, now. Now, look, Rochester, you've been with me 10 years now, and I've been very nice to you. I've always tried to make things pleasant for you and keep you happy, haven't I? I'd like to hear Judge Goldberg's opinion on that. <laughs> Never mind. Now, I'm leaving you here, and I want you to decide for yourself whether or not I'm worth more than an 89-cent tie. Come on, Mary, let's go. Say, hey Mary, which tie do you think Rochester's going to buy me? The one for three fifty or the one for eighty-nine cents? Well, if you were Rochester, which one would you buy? I'll fire that guy. <laughs> oh, here we are, Mary. Here's the notions counter. Oh, say, Mister. Yes. About the shoelaces I bought. Oh, yes, yes. I've got them all wrapped up. Here you are. Well, I've been thinking about the plastic tips, and I think the metal tips would be much better. No. 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 No, but all I, all I want to do is change them. Change them? Change them, he says. This can't be happening to me. This must be a dream. Look, mister. I've always been a good man. Always did the right thing. Look, mister. Worked hard in the store. A loyal employee. Look, clerk. I... When the Christmas season started, they gave us our choice of departments. I know. I could have had any counter I wanted, but I took shoelaces. Look. Shoelaces! And Why? Because I thought it would be easy. Simple. Mister. Metal tips. Plastic tips. And we've got rubber tips, too. But I wouldn't tell you. I wouldn't tell you. I wouldn't tell you. Come on, Mary. There's a crowd forming. Let's get out of here. Jack will be back in just a minute, but first, here's my good friend, Mr. L.A. Speed Riggs. 
In a cigarette, it's the tobacco that counts. And today, tomorrow, always. Lucky strike means fine tobacco. Mr. Dewey H. Huffy, an independent tobacco auctioneer of Reedsville, North Carolina, was born and raised in the tobacco business. He said, Season after season, I've seen the makers of Lucky Strike buy tobacco that's mild, ripe, and mellow. Fine tobacco that tastes good and smokes good. I've smoked Lucky's myself for 29 years. Year after year, independent tobacco experts like Mr. Huffine, auctioneers, buyers, and warehousemen, can see the makers of Lucky Strike consistently select and buy that fine, that light, that naturally mild tobacco. Fine, light, naturally mild tobacco. Real Lucky Strike tobacco, yes? L-S-M-F-T. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. And fine tobacco means real deep-down smoking enjoyment for you. So smoke that smoke of fine tobacco, Lucky Strike. So round, so firm, so fully packed, so free and easy on the draw. Say, Mary, that department store was certainly crowded, wasn't it? It sure was. And they had so many people working there. There was Mel Blank, Gerald Moore, Frank Nelson, Benny Rubin, Viola Vaughn, Artie Auerbach, Sandy Bickard, Pete Leeds, Elliot Lewis. And you know those little wooden soldiers that sang? Yeah. Sounded just like that quartet, the sportsmen. I was going to mention my writers, too, but they wouldn't even come in for the show. They stayed in Palm Springs. I hope they run out of suntan oil. Good night, folks. <laughs> I guess the chimes are missing off of that. That was um, Mel Blank as the store clerk using his real voice, not one of those cartoon voices like uh, Speedy Gonzalez or Bugs Bunny or any of those. He used his actual real voice on that one. L.A. Speed Riggs, the tobacco auctioneer, um, he actually showed up to a Spurdvac meeting in the 80s. He was quite elderly, and I think he eventually died of lung cancer, which doesn't surprise me, given all the lucky strike <laughs> cigarette smoke that they were all inhaling during this program. Anyway, all right, we will go on now with the show from the following week, December 15th, 16th, let's see. December 15th, 1946, the follow-up to what you just heard, so you get the flavor of what it was like the following week. Okay, here we go. The Jack Benny Program, presented by Lucky Strike. Quality of product is essential to continuing success. It takes fine tobacco to make a fine cigarette, and... L-S-M-F-T. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Yes, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. In a cigarette, it's the tobacco that counts. And season after season, at auction after auction, independent tobacco experts, auctioneers, buyers, and warehousemen can see the makers of Lucky Strike consistently select and buy that fine, that light, that naturally mild tobacco. Fine, light, naturally mild tobacco. Real Lucky Strike tobacco. Fine tobacco that means real deep-down smoking enjoyment for you. So smoke that smoke of fine tobacco, Lucky Strike. So round, so firm, so fully packed, 
so free and easy on the draw. The Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny with Barry Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day, and yours truly, Don Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, we take you to Jack Benny's home in Beverly Hills, where we find Jack and Rochester in the library. Rochester. Rochester, do we have to be this quiet? Shh. Be patient, boys. I'm trying to use psychology. Psychology? Yeah. Watch this. It was the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a... We got him that time, boy! <laughs> Good. Good. Now, now take the mouse out of the trap. Yes, sir. Hey, boss, great news, great news. What is it? We got him before he could eat the cheese. <laughs> well, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have done him any good anyway. It's wax. <laughs> uh, come on, Rochester, let's finish addressing my Christmas card. Okay. Now, let's see. We finished the ones to my relatives. Now, let's address the cards to the movie stars, I know, huh? Yes, sir. I got the list right here. Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> MGM Studios. Rodney Dangerfield. Cyril Forsyth. <laughs> Universal International Studios. Cyril Forsyth. Marcella Underwood. Warner Brothers Studios. Marcella Underwood. Anthony Fisk. Paramount Studios. Anthony Fisk. Yeah. Well, that takes care of the pickets. Let's get to the stars. <laughs> These are stars. Every one of them. Now, let's see. Oh, yes. Ilka Thistledown, MGM Studios. Ilka Thistledown. Gee, how she ever missed getting the Academy Award last year, I'll never know. She was wonderful, and Andy Hardy blows his nose. <laughs> uh, Bertram Holmquist, 20th Century Fox Studio. Bertram Holmquist. Gary Cooper, Paramount Studio. Gary Cooper. Who's he? <laughs> big, tall fella. He's a pretty big star. Of course, he's not a Rodney Dangerfield, but he's coming along. Now, let's see. Who else? Oh, yes. Uh, Geraldine... Shh. Just a minute, boss. I think I hear another mouse. What? Quiet. It was the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a... We got him, too! Good, good. Is he a big one? Uh-oh. What's the matter? There's nothing in the trap but a note. A note? Yeah, it says, you can recite Gunga Din, you ain't gonna catch me. Don't stop making things up. Well, all I know is we didn't catch him. Yeah, set it again, Rochester. Uh, say, boss, with all these mice in the house, why don't you get a cat? Mouse traps don't drink milk. 
That's why. Well, we're through with the Christmas cards, and I think I got the presents all set. Oh, I meant to do this before. I got to get Don Wilson's house on the phone. Da da bum bum ba dee da dum, da da dee dum da dum ba bum. I got the sun in the morning and the smog at night. Bum bum bee bum ba dee doo doo, da dee dum boo bum. Hello, oh hello, Mrs. Wilson. This is Jack Benny. I was just singing to myself. Yeah, yeah, yes. I uh, yeah, I know Don is at the studio. That's why I picked this time to call. Now, Mrs. Wilson. I'm giving Don a beautiful pair of shoelaces for Christmas. <laughs> yes. Yes, with metal tips. Oh, no. Of all the things he should have. Are you sure, are you sure he already has metal tips? Oh, gosh, well, I'll just have to exchange him again. <laughs> well, anyway, Mrs. Wilson, don't tell Don what I'm giving him. What? You wouldn't dare? <laughs> Thank you. The same to you. Goodbye. Wouldn't you know it, Rochester? All the trouble I went through at that department store last week. I could have taken plastic tips, but no. I had to take metal ones. Uh, by oh. the way, boss, this is Saturday. You're not forgetting your rehearsal, are you? Oh, no, no. Miss Livingston's sister, Babe, is going to pick me up and drive me to the studio. Miss Livingston's sister? Yes, Mary has a cold, and Babe came out from Plainfield to spend the holidays with her. Now, Rochester, bring me that package with the shoelaces. I'm going to stop by the store and exchange them. Yes, sir. And say, boss. Yeah? If you see a mousetrap that recites the night before Christmas, buy it. I'm getting hoarse. I'll look around. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad Mary's feeling better today, babe. Yes, yeah, she'll be all right in a couple of days. Good, good. Hmm, nice delivery. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can talk loud. We're riding in a car. I hope Mert's listening, did um bum. She is a nice babe. Oh, babe, put on your brakes quick. There's a car coming right for us. That's going the other way. It's a new Studebaker. <laughs> You can't tell when those Studebakers are coming or going. I know. The other day, my boyfriend was hit by one. How? Well, he was standing on the corner trying to figure out whether it was coming or going, and the darn thing went sideways. <laughs> well, what do you know? Hey, there goes another one. It's a cute car, isn't it? It's so much glass. Yeah, looks like a Silex with wheels. Yeah. <laughs> well, another star is born. <laughs> I wonder... <laughs> Don't be nervous, babe. Don't be nervous. That is a nice Studebaker. I wonder what model that one is. They have four models. Champion, Commander, Regular, and Drip. Oh, good, good. Oh, yes. You know, babe, I was thinking, people who live in Studebaker shouldn't throw stones. <laughs> oh, Jackson, you keep this up and you'll have your own show, too. <laughs> yes, sir. No wonder my mother hates you. You should read some of the stuff your mother writes about you. Believe me. Hey, there's Dennis standing over there in the corner. Let's stop and pick him up. Oh, Dennis! Dennis! Oh, hello, Mr. Benny. What are you doing standing on the corner, kid? You should be at the studio rehearsing. Well, I'm waiting for the Pico bus. But, Dennis, how can you get the Pico bus on Sunset Boulevard? My mother drives it. <laughs> oh. And it doesn't cost me anything to ride, either. It doesn't? No, Mother pulls the bus up to the curb and shouts, 
No charge for babies in arms. Then she gets out and carries me in. <laughs> Dennis, stop that nonsense and get in the car. Okay. Uh, Dennis, this is Mary's sister, Miss Livingston. Hello, Miss Livingston. You can call me babe. You can call me toots. Dennis. <laughs> Dennis, that's her name, babe. Oh. Well, let's go, babe. Come on. Say, babe, after we stop at the studio, I want to go down to the department store and exchange the gift I bought for Don Wilson. The shoelaces? Yeah, how'd you know? And Mary told me all the trouble she went through with you last week. Yeah, well, I can't help it. I got to get back and get those shoelaces with plastic tips. I want Don to be happy. Plastic tips, metal tips. With his stomach, he'll never see them anyway. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. That's pretty good, that's right. Take a bow. I'm alone in the car. Take a bow anyway. <laughs> I guess you've never heard of mirrors, eh, babe? What'd you buy me for Christmas, Mr. Benny? I'm not going to tell you, Dennis, but it'll be under the tree on Christmas morning. Gee, another pine cone. <laughs> oh, no, it isn't. Say, babe... Every year I get a pine cone. Say, babe... The first year I didn't know it was a pine cone. What? I thought it was an artichoke and I ate it. <laughs> oh, Dennis, stop. Imagine eating a pine cone. Say, babe... The doctor pumped out my stomach and built a fire. A fire? Yeah, I was empty on the inside and burning on the outside. Oh, fire! Now, babe, when we get to the studio, we'll only stay a little while so I can go to the store. Phil is probably rehearsing Dennis's number. Oh, I rehearsed my song all morning. Would you like to hear it? Well, if you got to open your mouth, I'd rather have you sing. Go ahead. <laughs> but we're riding in a car. I know. Babe, put the top down. Some people may want to show their appreciation. You know? <laughs> Stars at night are all aglow 
He turns them on when night is here. He turns them off when dawn is near. The little man we loved of long ago. Very good, Dennis. Well, here we are at the studio. Uh, wait in the car for me, babe. I'll only be a minute. Beg pardon, Governor, but you can't park your car here in front of Buckingham Palace. They're changing the guards, you know. <laughs> Buckingham Palace? This is NBC in Hollywood. Hollywood? My, my, in this fog, I must have strayed a bit off my beat. <laughs> Certainly must have. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll see you in a few minutes, babe. Okay, I'm hungry, so I'll go to the drugstore and get a chiz sweet sandwich. <laughs> the whole family likes them. <laughs> Come on, Dennis, let's go. Now, Dennis, when you go over your number with Phil, be sure... Mr. And... Day, Mr. Day... May I have your autograph, please? Why, certainly. Have you got a pencil? Yes, sir. There you are. Thank you. Mm. Now, Dennis, as I was saying, I don't want to tell you how to do your song, even though I am the star of the show. But when you try to... Pardon me, Mr. David, may I have your autograph? Why, certainly, miss. Have you got a pencil? Yes, sir. There you are. Thank you. <laughs> Dennis. Huh? I'm afraid you'll have to give up your own show. <laughs> now, as I was saying... But, Mr. Benny, people like me. Two of them just asked... I my... know what they did. You've only had your show now 13 weeks. You're going around signing autographs. You don't have to be so hammy, you know. But they asked You didn't me. have to encourage them. You know, kid, when you've been in radio as long as I have, you take those things in your stride. You don't make such a big thing out of it. Well, Mr. Benny... Why, certainly. Have you got a pencil? <laughs> huh? Come on, give me your pencil. If you want my autograph, I'm a busy star. Come on. I just want two nickels for a dime so I can use a phone. <laughs> oh. Well, I haven't got change. Come on, Dennis. Hmm... I've got change for a dime. All right, all right, you little show-off. I got change for a dime. I got change for a dime. It's my own fault. I picked you up when you had absolutely nothing. I put you on my show. I trained you. I coached you. And after working for me for seven years, what happens? I got change for a dime. <laughs> All right. All right, I'll go to the studio to see how Phil is doing. I'll see you later, kid. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
All right, now look, fellas, we've been rehearsing this thing for two hours. Now let's see if we can get it right this time, will you? Come on. One, two. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Now hold it. No, no, fellas, that's not it either. I can't hear no brass. Oh, oh, Phil. Just a minute, Buster. Now look. We're going to try this thing once more, fellas. I want you to give it to me now. Take it from me. One, two. No, no, no. 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 What's the matter with you guys anyway? You're not giving me nothing. Phil. Phil, what are you rehearsing? White Christmas. Are you crazy? White Christmas is a beautiful song. It should be played softly with feeling. Can't your band play pianissimo? They're having enough trouble with White Christmas. <laughs> Phil, pianissimo is not a song. It's a musical term meaning softly. Look, Jackson, why don't you just take care of the jokes and leave the music to me? I won't leave the music to you. This is my program. I want the music to be good. What are you talking about? I'm rehearsing this for my own show. <laughs> Your own show? Certainly. Why else would Alice be back there playing the trombone? <laughs> oh, now cut that out. You got a lot of nerve rehearsing the music for your show on my time. 18 minutes, $6 a man. That's $108. You expect me to pay for that? Why not? You've been doing it all season. <laughs> now, how do you like that? I got a good mind to take those boys and throw them right off the program. In fact, I think I will right after the first of the year. You're only bluffing. I am not. Then why wait till after the first of the year? Why don't you fire them right now? Because their green complexions and their bloodshot eyes make a nice color scheme for Christmas. <laughs> That's why. I haven't got time to argue with you. I got to go down to the department store. Oh, Jack, can you spare a minute for me? Oh, oh hello, Don. I didn't see you. It's trouble. What, what do you want? Well, I'm rehearsing the commercial with the quartet, and I want you to hear it. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. Don, last week was the first time that I thought that quartet was really all right. And if they can give me something like that again, it'll be okay. Jack, I'm glad to hear you say that, because this week we've got something even better. Better than last week? Mm-hmm. Good, good, Don. Come on, let me hear it. Okay, ready, boys? Let's go. Lucky strike means fine tobacco. Yes, lucky strike means fine tobacco. O-L-S-S-S-L-S-S-S-M-F-T-O-M-F-F-F-M-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-
Don. Don, elephant boy. Look, Don. Now, look, Don. I'm, I'm not going to raise my voice. I'm not going to get excited. I'm not going to lose my temper. I just don't want the quartet anymore. That's all. Now, I'm going to the department store and finish my Yuletide shopping. Goodbye, boy. <laughs> Goodbye, Don. Goodbye. The tenor tripped me. <laughs> Goodbye. The store is even more crowded than it was last week. Yeah. Did you have to come back here just to exchange those shoelaces? I think it's ridiculous. Well, babe, I might as well get what I want. After all, I'm Jack, like... Jack. Huh? Watch out for that fellow in back of you. Why, what? He looks like a pickpocket. Oh, yeah. Don't worry, babe. Watch this. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring... Not even, uh... Ouch! I got him, babe! I got him! <laughs> hey, buddy, what were you doing with your hand in my pocket? I was just returning the junk I stole from you last week. Junk? When I turned that stuff in, I was almost thrown out of the pickpockets' guild. I ought to have you thrown in jail. Come on, Mary. Come on, babe. Let's exchange these shoelaces and get out of here. Okay. Well, Babe Livingston, of all people. <laughs> well, Sarah Sauerbraten. Sarah Sauerbraten? What are you doing in town, Babe? Oh, I just came out here to get a little California sunshine. Oh, you'll be out here a long time. <laughs> you know, Babe, I always thought you'd marry Steve Ferguson, the <laughs> fellow who works at the gas station. Oh, we broke up, Sarah. I haven't seen Steve in years. Well, you should have hung on to him. He's got his own gas station now with three grease pits. <laughs> he had those grease pits when I went with him. That's why we broke up. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Every time I sat on his lap, I slipped through. <laughs> Come on, babe. Let's go. Say, yeah, uh, who's this gentleman with the mousetrap? Anything serious? <laughs> Babe, come on, will you? I got a lot of shopping to do. Well, so long, babe. I've got to get back to the music counter. I demonstrate songs here. Okay, goodbye, Sarah. Goodbye. I'll tell Steve I've seen you. <laughs> Let's go, babe. I want to. Come on, babe. I want to change these shoelaces. Well, well, if it isn't Jack Benny, oh, Mr. Benny, hello! <laughs> Who's that, Lily Pond? I don't know. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Fetty, may I have your autograph, please? I gave you my autograph last week. Yes, I know, but on my way home, I lost it. I'm so careless. Yes, indeed, so very careless! <laughs> there you are. Thank you, Mr. Fetty. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Goodbye. Goodbye! What a character. <laughs> oh, babe, there's the notions apartment right beside the music counter there. Come on. Oh, look, babe, your girlfriend is going to sing. Give me five minutes more, only five. 
so thrilling And I'm so weak and willing Here am I, waiting for Only five minutes more Only five minutes more Around here Here we are, babe. Here's the notions counter. Now I can exchange the shoelaces. Hmm. I don't see the man that waited on me last week. Well, I'll find out where he is. Oh, madam. Yes? Uh, where's the gentleman who was at this counter last week? Oh, oh, you mean my husband. He's in a sanitarium. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. What happened? Well, some jerk came in here to buy some shoelaces and... <laughs> He couldn't make up his mind whether he wanted plastic tips or metal tips, and he drove my husband crazy. Really? All week he's been lying in bed, staring into space and screaming, plastic tips, metal tips, plastic tips, metal tips. Really? I and once he said, I've got rubber tips too, but I won't tell him. I won't tell him. I won't tell him. I'm so sorry. I, I do hope you'll forgive me. Uh, that's all right. Now, now, what can I do for you? <laughs> well, uh, well... Tell her, you coward. Babe. Never mind, madam. I'll come in again some other time. Come on, babe. Aren't you going to exchange the laces? No. Don will have to take the metal tips and like it. He's not going to drive people crazy with those lousy shoelaces. Come on, let's go home. Jack, we'll be back in just a minute. But first, here is my good friend, Mr. F.E. Boone. At 59, American. Remember this all-important fact. Fine tobacco is what counts in a cigarette. And Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Mr. Garland Fletcher Tilly, independent tobacco buyer of Durham, North Carolina, has bought millions of pounds of tobacco during the last 25 years, he said. Season after season, at auction after auction... I've seen tobacco bought by the makers of Lucky Strike. And believe you me, that tobacco is really good. Ripe, smooth, and mild. Tobacco you just can't beat for real smoking quality. I've smoked Lucky's myself for 17 years. Yes, at auction after auction, independent tobacco experts like Mr. Tilly, men who spend their lives buying, selling, and handling tobacco, can see the makers of Lucky Strike consistently select and buy that fine, that light, that naturally mild tobacco. Fine, light, naturally mild tobacco. Remember, year in, year out. L-S-M-F-T. Lucky strike means fine tobacco. And fine tobacco makes a fine Christmas present. So here's a gift suggestion that will say Merry Christmas for you 200 times. Give that ever-welcome gift of fine tobacco a carton of Lucky Strike. And remember, Christmas time and all the time, for your own real deep-down smoking enjoyment... Smoke that smoke of fine tobacco, Lucky Strike. So round, so firm, so fully packed, so free and easy on the draw. You 
You know, babe, it was nice of you to come in and pinch hit for Mary when she got sick the last second. You were good, too. Say, babe, come on. We left the car right around the corner. Yes, I know. Say, babe, did I tell you next Sunday I'm going to do my broadcast for the boys at Birmingham General Hospital? Gee, that'll be swell. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know who's going to be with me? Who? Not a lot of people who used to be on my show a long time ago. Kenny Baker, Andy Devine, Schlepperman, Larry Stevens, and, of course, my own gang, you know. That ought to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it'll be good to see them again. Just a minute, Jack. Just a minute. What's the matter? I've got a cinder in my eye. Where? Right here in the corner. Oh, wait till I get out my handkerchief. Ow! <laughs> Darn it, I forgot I reset it. <laughs> Good night, doll. Ladies and gentlemen, next Sunday we're going to do our Christmas broadcast from the Birmingham General Hospital, and a lot of the old gang will be here with the show. Kenny Baker, Andy Devine, Slapperman, and Larry Stevens. Friends, here's a Christmas suggestion. Say Merry Christmas to your friends 200 times. How? This Was is that NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. Well, they were running late again. Got cut off at the end there. Did anybody notice Rodney Dangerfield's name in that? Is that the same Rodney Dangerfield that became popular in the 70s, 80s, 90s? I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever know that one, but could be. Um, maybe somebody out there knows. If you know for sure that that's the Rodney Dangerfield he was referring to early on when he was mentioning writing to potential up-and-coming stars, let us know here at the Good Old Days of Radio Show. That would be an interesting piece of trivia tidbit. Um, also, um, Dennis Day, um, uh, haven't said anything about Dennis Day, but Dennis Day was that rare combination of someone who could actually sing quite well and do comedy equally well, if not better. He got his own radio program, which they referred to here because it was fairly new, and his own radio program was on for a while. But in the meantime, he continued on with Jack Benny. All right, that is it for the good old days of radio show for today. We'll be back on Thursday with uh, some more science fiction-y type shows, and then back next Tuesday with our continuing salute to the month of Christmas and a comedy show for you at that time. Until then, this is John Tefteller saying thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.